Michel says, yeah. you cannot defeat what you cannot define. It goes back to the old adage, control what you can control, and habits are what you can control. I think as leaders in business, we can get so caught up in this is the politically correct thing to do, and I'm supposed to do this, and I'm supposed to do this. What is God calling us to do? Hello and good day. Welcome to the Consultant with Coach podcast. I am here with my good buddy, Josh. He is the consultant. I'm the coach. And together, we're Christians, good friends, running buddies, book nerds. And we produce this podcast because it's all about you and equipping you as a leader, uh, helping you in coaching business, leadership expertise. So today, hey Josh, what are we doing today, man? Yeah, uh, so again, we're talking, this is our second episode on the book, uh, Power to Change, uh, there you go, by Craig Groeschel. Uh We think it's important for our coaching and uh, consulting clients uh, because unfortunately we see companies and leaders fail constantly due to inconsistency and the inability to have discipline and have habits that are meaningful, um, and they really just miss the most important things. So today, uh, we're doing the business application, which we'll run through here shortly, um, and we'll talk a little bit about um, what that looks like, uh, and then next time, we'll do the life application. So, episode two of three, here we go. Yeah, business yeah. application, power to change, and Craig Rochelle, yep. lead pastor of Life Church life out Church, of Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar, they're just a ginormous church, but more importantly, they also have, like, they produce the Bible app, which is Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Millions and millions of Christians use the Bible app, which is just awesome. Yeah. So, good. What, what scripture reference with do you scripture. have for us today, man? Yeah. Again, great book with lots of scripture, so definitely easy to come up with several options. Um, yeah, Galatians 6, 9, we thought that would be a good one for today. So, you must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. And I thought that was a great passage for business application because... Um, we all face, as leaders, difficult days, difficult weeks, difficult months, difficult seasons. Um, it's just part of life, right? And so um, we're called to have conviction about the direction we're headed. And, of course, if you don't have that conviction, that's where you start. Mm-hmm. Um, we, now, obviously, we work with a lot of leaders who work through that first step of getting conviction about where they're headed. Um, but then even in the midst of those difficult times, you know, eventually there's that faith that you will reap a bountiful harvest if you are sowing the right things, right? Um, And assuming we continue to sow those right things, we'll continue to reap that harvest. So it's it's a great application for business and something we're happy to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So using this too, so let's say you're coaching with a company. Yep, yep. And, you know, we're... What Grishel has talked about on The Power to Change, what are some of the helpful... uh, ideas that he shares in this book that you would, hey, I'm going to help consult with this company regarding what Grishelle said. Sure. Well, let's do this. I wrote a little business case for us to mm-hmm. walk through. It's a little do you sp- want me to read it? You no, want to start that? No, I'll do it. I'll, okay. What are you doing? You, either one. Let's assume for a second they've brought both of you and I in. So they want a coaching lens and a consulting lens Perfect. into this hot mess of a scenario, which you and I have. Ooh, a hot mess. And well, and this is, okay. to be fair, this is sort of a compilation of r- real things that you and I have experienced, but but we've sort of Shaded enough to protect the innocent here, right? So this this isn't a specific scenario. This is a compilation of several scenarios. Okay, well, if it gets too tough, we might have to go into process, and I might have to cry for a while. That's okay. That would be okay. So, okay, okay, what is the sample that you have? All right, 
Imagine you, this is the listener. Okay. You've taken over as a CEO of a small nonprofit local healthcare services company providing just a wide range of services, local services, including nursing, home health, and other support services, both to local nursing homes and the hospital. The previous CEO, known to be rather mercurial and difficult to work with, left with little notice and the company's books hanging in the balance. But you have been promoted from COO to CEO. Now, that's important because you're coming from within, which is a different mindset than coming from without. Okay. Right? Um, but you've been asked to write the ship. The board's now depending on you. You have a lot of work ahead. The mission and vision need refreshing. The strategy is outdated. The culture is fear-driven. Your staff are leaving. The number of job openings is growing. And your financials indicate you have about 12 months at the current rate until you are bankrupt. Oh, so you're saying we have 12 months. We've got That's a 12 lot of time. months. We've got a lot of time. I, I was trying to be kind. I could have said less than that. Oh. So I was in trying other to, words, get promoted into a big, hot mess. I was just trying to make... Actually, I made it long enough that um, if I was... A COO getting asked to become the CEO and they had less than 12 months, I might not take the job. So that's why <laughs> I tried to make it enough that it was it was possible, even if, albeit unlikely. So that's what do you do? What, do, you what, do? what do you do? Do you want the coaching perspective or the consulting Start perspective? Start with the coaching perspective. Tell us so from the power of change. Mm-hmm. Obviously leveraging those concepts. What, what, what do you start with, with this now new CEO, minted CEO, coming up from the COO job? So... Here's how I coach. And so at first, and I've actually had clients come to me with similar scenarios like this. They're just like, I'm I'm put in the middle of a big hot mess. Yeah, this isn't a real one, but it's it's not far off from ones we've seen. And I think about Jesus. Jesus said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worries about itself. Mm -hmm. Now, he's not saying don't worry about the company, which is a big hot mess. But what will go wrong in big situations, when you look at companies fail, they tend to get bogged down in the really big issues when what will happen and what will promote change are the little things Mm -hmm. that will create big change. And we talked about this in the last podcast. It's the leading indicators. So first and foremost, if I was coaching someone, I would just, I would honestly, I would start with feelings. How do you feel regarding this situation? Because mm-hmm. what will happen, hey, Eric, you're being touchy feeling again. But what will happen is if we don't acknowledge the feelings, you could do everything right, but we will get just run over like by a railroad train by feelings that we think might happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And we have to say, no, these are the habits that we're going to do that we're going to produce great, great results. So I would start with the really little things and just say, hey, what does it look like in the next day and week as this new CEO leads the company? So mm-hmm. it'd be the small flossing habit that Groeschel would be talking about. Right. Yeah, and I think in conversations, you know, assuming we were refreshing a strategy in conversations with the, the now CEO and, and leadership team, what's left of them, I think the place I'd like to start in terms of the Groeschel book is um, something that people probably don't think about. But I would say, let's take a minute. Let's imagine a future. 366 days from today, the day after you're bankrupt, you failed. What about your identity is unchanged? Mm -hmm. Because if we can get the leadership team, in particular the CEO, to a place where their identity is not tied, this is an irony, I think. Mm -hmm. If we can get their identity and who God's made them to be, to not be tied to whether this company succeeds or fails, 
they will actually be in a better position from a leadership perspective to succeed. Absolutely. I, I, completely, exactly right. I completely agree, right? And I completely believe in this, right? This is where you have to cake you have to take people to a place where they have to recognize that th- their fundamental identity is not dependent on the success of this business. And that is a hard place. That's a hard road to travel, mm-hmm. right? And that's not an overnight switch. But then from there, from that place of humility and that place of, at the same time, inter- inner confidence, you can begin to build the habits and the strategy towards success. So using this example, this business case, so, you know, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. We're going to walk along as a coach and consultant with the individual, this, this future CEO, who's trying to really turn this company around. It is a big hot mess. And frankly, based on the facts, probably won't end up well. Mm -hmm. However, let's just say he now has a proper mission and vision and strat plan. Using Grishel's book, not not so easy. That's hard to come up with. Well, they've hired you. Let's just right, put that. Okay. They've right, hired right, you, right, and right, right. you know, and we've brought the board along. It's a nonprofit, so the board's also now on board. That's a big piece of work. But, but where where I'm going is his in his book. You know, he has all sorts of different principles. Principle sixteen is make your habit. And mm. so what we're going to do is with these leading indicators. So we will have identified. You need to know what your leading indicators are, but then you have to have the habits to change those leading indicators. What it looks like, because if we change these, then they become great lagging indicators so you have a successful company. So those would be obvious, attractive, easy, communal, and repetitious. Mm-hmm. So whatever, realize, hey, uh, we need to do these things. Then you have your five steps. We do these five things according to Grishel. Things will end up very, very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like my salespeople. My, hey, my, my sales aren't very good. How many people are you calling every day? Pick up the phone right. and start making the phone call. Right. You cannot sell anything if you don't make the call. Right, right, right. That's, that's, your, that's your strategic habit that results in the win. Right. Absolutely. Right. With In our company, one of the habits that we do is items that we're working on, getting pre-approved through insurance, we follow up on them every 48 hours. Mm-hmm. We call our customer every week because even if nothing's happened we're going to still call them and say hey josh we're not there on your wheelchair yet because your doctor hasn't gotten back to us but i want to let you know but that is a habit that we have built in so it's the habits that change the long term and sometimes we'll say hey this is the solution but the many habits Mm -hmm. aren't built in to change the business scenario yeah, I would say other ones that I've worked on, you know, in terms of uh, like agile transformation, that digital transformation work that I do um, on the strategy side is you build, when you build these teams, there's this there's this expectation of rhythms, the daily rhythms, like the daily stand-ups. And, and the work's actually in healthcare too, I've seen around, you have these stand-ups around certain popula- patient populations who need sort of this high-touch care. Um, and that habit of daily checking in, you know, you're basically moving the rock a quarter inch but when you do it every single day you make a lot of progress up that hill pretty quick you know because you have this habit of connecting what have i done what am i doing what are my blockers and you get them out of the way if there's a blocker and you move on sometimes these meetings take 10 or 15 minutes tops but you you know these habits of team formation and team um, stand up you know is another key habit that but the point is communication you know the strategic win is progress the strategic is just is bias for action and that's mm-hmm. pretty compelling um you know when it gets going with the right team 
So let's just say whether it's this business case we're talking about or you know whoever's listening to us, whatever problem that you're dealing with, one of the things I liked about Grishel is, and we talked about this in the last episode, mm-hmm. is he had great biblical examples. Mm-hmm. So let's use the example that he brought up of Daniel. Mm, yep. And we, when we all think of Daniel, we're like, oh, Daniel did this and Daniel in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. I don't think Daniel ever planned to do that. Daniel's role was to be faithful to God. Mm-hmm. And he said, and Daniel's like, I'm, this is how I'm going to eat. This is how I'm going to pray. And what happened is, I think as leaders in business, we can get so caught up in this is the politically correct thing to do. And I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do this. What is God calling us to do? And when you see a lot of the great leaders in Scripture, and I know a lot of great Christian leaders today as well too, some of the best things that have happened was just a result of lots of small micro habits that they did every single day. And then it arose for like, well, I've always done it this way. And then it turned out to, it really, really worked. Yeah, it's interesting. I slightly disagreed with his perspective on that, right? But I'm going to expect part of nothing less. Well, yeah, it, it, it was it was right, and it was not complete. Um, I'm giving him more grace than you are. So tell me your perspective. <laughs> well, I pulled up the. I, did, I made a note of the same story. Okay. So this is great because um, he said to your point. He prayed for those of you who haven't read this the scripture passage. Um, Daniel prays, goes inside his 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 apartment or wherever he lives at the time um, and prays three times a day. Um, and basically there's a law that's made. Uh, he, you know, is forbidden to pray. He still prays because that's his habit. He gets arrested, thrown in the lion's dead. God saves him. And then the country basically turns towards God, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, that's the short version, but go read more about it uh, in the book of Daniel. Um, but what Craig Rochelle said was, I'll just read it here real quick out of page 110. You know, Daniel may have considered praying three times a day a big deal, or may not have, excuse me. You might wonder why this practice of praying led to a nation-changing impact and having a book of the Bible dedicated to his life. And he says, never underestimate how God can start something big through one small habit. Daniel's success happened not by accident, but by habits. You may wonder whether this was just a Daniel thing. It's not. When you see someone who is something you want, financial freedom, a happy marriage, great physical fitness, intimacy with God, influence in the world, then you can feel confident that success did not happen by accident, it happened by habits. Their winning is not the result of luck, not the result of a moment. It didn't happen because of one big, bold action or decision. Their winning is a result of doing the right strategic habits over and over, day after day. And I don't disagree with that. I think the one thing I was th- thought he sort of glossed over was um, Daniel's habits didn't result. Those habits by themselves didn't lead him to the lion's den, mm-hmm. right? Those habits rooted in something bigger than the context of the moment— when the moment shifted dramatically, the habits are what carried him through it. So there's still a big moment. Correct. There's still a big change in your exterior environment that can have this huge uplift in all those more worldly things we think about. Oh, that person became so successful. They did all these things. Like, There's usually some big moment, right? So it's not just that he was praying three times a day and ended up in the lion's den, right? There was this big, in his case, legal shift that outlawed him praying, right? Um, another company I'm working with, really interesting company, been around for 30 years, been sort of grinding, small company, um, building stuff just sort of on a shoestring budget to build stuff for their clients. 
won't get into it, but basically major federal legislation shift, major in healthcare, uh, specifically the Cures Act. Turns out that happens overnight. They wake up with one of the only softwares that can do what that law needs them to do. Big shift. Mm-hmm. Now, for 30 years, they've been grinding, grinding, grinding. So it says there's the habits, absolutely. Those put you in the position, but you can't predict or be held or even be held captive by these major shifts. So there's 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 a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. So that was my only and, hesitation. And there's you know, as we're faithful with small, it eventually sometimes blows up. Yeah. In a good Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Same thing happened too. in my home health care business. You know, mm-hmm. we were grinding, 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 and then something called COVID hit. Yeah. Oh, who needs oxygen for COVID? Oh, everyone with COVID. Right. It blew our business up. Now right. we were very faithful in the small. Yeah. Now sometimes you actually do know the event that's going to happen you know let's use athletes as an example mm-hmm. whether it be a football player in the super bowl or an you know an olympic athlete you know when the trials and the olympics are so on those you actually do know i have these habits going up to an event it's a little bit different in a business because we don't always know the exact date right unless say uh, i was i was coaching with someone um who is launching a book. Well, we actually kind of do know in that case because this person has a book launch on a specific date. So sometimes the cool thing about habits is sometimes you have those dates, you know, I need to get my act together so I can do here. But other times you don't know what government's going to do or what bank might shut down, which is going (laughs) to affect everything else. You you never know. But this is the importance of habits. Yeah. And I I think Rochelle would agree with us. So I don't don't think Mm -hmm. we disagree there. I think it just, it's, it's important to, it goes back to the old adage, control what you can control, right? And habits are what you can control. And picking the right ones, that's a whole conversation, how you pick the right habits. Um, but assuming you pick the right ones and you stick with them through up and down and you, and you don't let your business or your identity be swayed by the exterior, you know, the external environment that can so easily sway us, that's really, I think, the key. Now, one of the things he alludes to it in the book but my bias towards community is so high. If, mm-hmm. if, if mm-hmm. businesses truly want to change, mm-hmm. there's got to be a great community all pulling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So this is where I love growth coaching. But if you really want to see some rock and roll growth coaching, have an entire leadership team all being coached at the same time because then they're all pulling together. Mm-hmm. And when I've looked at even my company and other companies, there might be one leader. Yeah, it can kind of carry the team. But if all the executive team are all pulling in the same direction, all fighting together, mm-hmm. you'll see amazing, amazing change. And this is where I, you know, so I, I would have loved to see him talk more about group change, group habits. Yeah. And I think he alluded, actually, I noted he did allude to that a little bit. Um, not overtly, but you know, a place I would advise this now CEO to go and, and read and, and, and work together to consider how to do this sort of sense of community building was Craig Rochelle referenced the book, uh, of, um, the story of Nehemiah, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things actually was interesting, he pointed this out, and I've studied that passage over and over again. I don't ever remember reading this, and maybe I just have forgotten because I'm old. Um, but it, I didn't realize that they rebuilt the wall in 52 days. I don't remember that and, either. And, and the fact that, you know, they had spent years wallowing in problems, right? And and sort of, and, and, and that struck me. Like, this interesting, like, so that's one reason why I was thinking about this CEO. Because they can come in and sort of learn from the book of Nehemiah. 
right, and say, okay, folks, we got to start building the wall. We got to rebuild the wall. For years, this company has languished. We have we have not achieved our mission. Our CEO was not leading us well. He's no longer here. Let's do this together, right? And um, let's rebuild the wall. And it can happen a lot faster with community, right? Because Nehemiah mm-hmm. was successful because of community and the buy-in from everyone and the commitment by everyone. And so I uh, I really liked that reference but i think that i think that one would get the community one you could do a lot more to expand upon it right for sure but i think that would be a a big use for this particular business application of of like how do you build a group to basically save the save the organization save the city Mm -hmm. of jerusalem in this case save this company by building a group to rebuild that wall and you alluded to they had a really good vision yeah the vision was rebuild the wall they all knew they had to rebuild the wall Mm -hmm. yeah that was not new exactly Mm mm-hmm so what else? What else? Yeah. I have lots. Yeah. I could go, and I'm having a moment of yeah. my ADHD. I'm just oh, that's like, okay. what's next? Well, I think the last thing, I maybe to close up, is talking a little bit about, you know, once we've worked with the individual and the team, we'd want to talk a little bit about the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because once you've gotten, the, the, the CEO has gotten themselves rooted in their identity, the leadership team is now rooted in the strategy and their own identities, and, and having that separate from the success of the company, setting those strategic habits, then I think it's about culture, right? Well, culture and, and, and Grishel says yeah. you cannot defeat what you cannot define. Right, yeah. So even as you say culture, sometimes people will fill the culture. Right. But it's even better if you can feel and define the culture. That's so right. as Grishel says, you cannot defeat what you can't define. Right. If you can define, our culture is all about you name it. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the organization should be able to define that. Yeah. If not, you still might do decent, but you're not going to knock it out of the park. This is the difference between good companies and great companies. And I think as simple as giving folks one or two things, like mm-hmm. starting off with, okay, everyone, oh, absolutely. success for the month of May is this thing, mm-hmm. one small thing. And then next month, it's two small things. And then next month, it's three. So you begin to snowball, you begin to snowball, and you begin to you celebrate the victories, and you bring people along, and you stop people leaving, and you start getting people in, and you change that culture with defined objectives that begins to build that community by camaraderie, right? Everyone invested. Yeah, and, so, and an example is I'm, I had to, our marketing team at our company is doing decent, but there's a few things that could be improved on. Mm-hmm. We are meeting every other week, and I'm asking the 10 members of our marketing team, what is the one thing you're working on? What mm-hmm. is the one thing? And then we have definitions and mm-hmm. we have defined it. And so what we've done, this is just a little example, marketing team, we want to grow our sales in these key areas and we are going to define so we can move it forward. It's just a little itty bitty habit. So whoever's listening to us, think of your business or what you're trying to lead. Where do you want to see the movement and what small habit will eventually over time make for large changes and if you don't know err on the side of picking one oh absolutely and then if you're not seeing the influence impact change it yeah. but pick one pick and go don't mm-hmm. don't just overanalyze and that per- works perfectly into life application that's right because that's where we're going next and next week's podcast is how do we apply it in our life we've done the book review this is the business application next week is the life application for craig Grishel's book the power to change amazing book yeah like we said the first week 
I would call this a great first self-help book. If you've never read a self-help book and it's like, hey, I need to work on these changes, I need to lose weight, I need to work on my company's uh, widget, whatever that happens to be, a great, great first book. So, And, and I would say, or if you want your company, your people to start oh, thinking about habits both in their work and home life. This would be a great first step book for even if you've read a lot of habits books, mm-hmm. could be a great book to read. Leave your oh, leadership ab- team absolutely. or your company through as a first step. Yep, good. But in the meantime, hey, wherever you're listening to this, whether it be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, do us a favor, leave us a five star review. Or if you're watching this and let's say uh, YouTube Shorts, ask us a few questions. Hey, what about this? Or he said this, and I agree with Josh. He was, I don't know. Of course, they agree it. with me. Oh, jeepers. But in the meantime, please go to theconsultantandthecoach.com. Check us out. Reach out to us. We'd love to help you lead your team. All right. But until next week, life application for the power to change. Sounds good. Cheers.